Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. Today's guest is a mom of eight. Yes, I said eight children. She is also an author, public speaker, designer, and coach. Please meet Lisa Canning, who joins me for this episode to share how you can be a mom and pursue your dreams all at the same time. Let's start by just saying, how are you? How are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm doing really well. I, um, COVID was a very transformative time for me and my family. Mm-hmm. And I think it showed me what is possible, like both in myself as a mother and as an educator, <laughs> um, the resilience of my kids. And to be very frank with you, this is going to sound so funny, but like, it showed me how much I enjoy spending time with my family at home. There were a lot of things that were really, really challenging. Like my house, we, we, I tried really hard to keep it clean, but I just found it was a very like constant tidal wave basically of like mess and then clean and then mess and then clean. So that was really challenging. So I'm, my kids have started school. We start school a little bit earlier in Florida. Um, and so I'm very surprised and very happy at how, you know, it's a bit more manageable to keep my house clean. I'm generally feeling very, um, very good. It was a very transformative time for me and my family where, you know, it's now it's a brand new, new normal. It's like another new, new normal, like, like coronavirus quarantine was a new normal. And now I'm in this new, new normal with going back to school and because it's just a little bit different. But overall, I'm feeling very well. Thank you. That's amazing. So how many of the children are actually in school now? Five out of the eight. Five out of the eight. Okay. So where are the other three right now? Right now, one is sleeping over here, like literally beside me. The baby is sleeping. And then my husband has got uh, my three-year-old James and my two-year-old Phoebe. And I have no idea what they're doing because... I installed, okay, so one of the things that we had to do during coronavirus, because I moved my office right here in the bedroom, we installed the kind of lock that you need a key for, because my small children learned the right way to just go, and then the lock would pop, and then they would be breaking in on my Zoom calls. My gosh. Oh, my goodness. So we're doing all the things. So... Lisa, I'm very, very appreciative that you took this time out for me today. I know that you're, we're all crazy busy, but you for sure are busy. So I'm going to get into some questions. And the specific goal of this series, of this Minx Your Morning series, is really to showcase, whether it's just me on my own or with a very special guest like yourself, it's to showcase how we are all managing to level up in ourselves and in our communities and in our businesses and as moms um, on a regular basis. So I love showing the different aspects and your story is just amazing, amazing, amazing. Coming from the design background that you did and then pivoting into this space of being an author and a coach and a speaker and 
you're doing all the things and you have eight children. So I'm going to start with the most obvious question that I'm sure you get all the time. How do you juggle it? How juggle the motherhood and the yeah. entrepreneurship and business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you that I am not a mythical unicorn. I'll never forget this one day. I was at a I was at a, a business conference and this beautiful woman who I've known for a while, I was meeting her in the first time, for the first time in real life after knowing each other online. And she just turned to me and said, like, are you a mythical unicorn? She used that language. And what I mean by that is that I am honestly the same as all y'all. Like, I yell at my kids sometimes. I nag my husband. I do not possess some kind of unique ability to juggle in a way that honestly I believe anyone else can. What I have developed, though, what, mm-hmm. my, what, my, what my cape is or my superpower, yes. is that I am very clear on what my priorities are and what they are not. Mm. So, you know, for anyone who's not familiar with my story, I was an interior designer for many years um, in Toronto, Canada. I hosted an HGTV show. I worked on the back end of interior design shows um, like the Property Brothers for many years. And at the exact same time as building my interior design business, I had a bunch of babies. Basically, every other year I've had a baby. And everything came to a halting implosion one day in my minivan when I had decided just days after delivering my fourth baby in five years that the best place for me just days at a hospital was literally a construction site. So I was literally bringing my newborn baby, a hospital bag, another bag full of interior design things. And I just remember that was the day I was like, there has got to be another way that I am still able to pursue my personal goals and dreams but not at the constant expense of my health, my relationship with my husband, and my relationship with my kids. And so um, what I learned is that we all have the same number of hours in a day. It's math. Like how we spend our time is truly math. We have to, what we, where, where we have to put on our strategic thinking caps, where we have to um, be very honest with ourselves is in how we spend that time. Yes. What I learned over the years of having even more children and then pivoting my business to coaching and, and continuing to speak and travel, you know, up until COVID, travel uh, all over the United States and Canada speaking and um, doing live television appearances, is that we have to get really clear on what are the things that only we can do and what are the things that truly could be done by anybody else. So the simplest way to answer the question of how I juggle juggle it all is that I do not. I have gotten extremely good at understanding what should I be juggling personally? Mm-hmm. What can my husband juggle? Mm-hmm. What can a paid housekeeper or babysitter juggle? What can people on my team juggle? What can a girlfriend down the street juggle? And I utilize that strategy um, for the delegation Mm -hmm. of not only tasks, but even like mental space um, on a regular basis. It sounds like there's one word that I picked out of all of that story that 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 like rings those alarm bells. And that word is delegation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we, you know, I, I totally relate to the idea of oh, the overwhelm and, 
we have so much responsibility, but in actual fact, if you just speak up and think about how you can ask for help in different areas and be organized about what you need, then it, it makes, it already gets you on the road to some kind of organization. And I think, Leah, the coronavirus was a really interesting lesson for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. businesses, corporations, um, marriages, everybody learned something about their capacity. We, I think, one, what I hope one of the gifts of, of coronavirus yeah. is that people realize how much time they wasted at work. That's one of the things that I hope people realize. Like, for example, the commute. Um, it's maybe some of the things in an office um, culture that are not productive. Um, you know, some of the ways that maybe we wasted time in processes or even just things like lining up for food and like little inefficiencies like that. And I, I don't mean to say that everybody needs to work from home. That's not what yeah. I'm arguing. I think yeah. there are some industries that, uh, you know, especially creative ones where it might be very necessary to work together. Of course, I'm not saying that everybody needs to work from home, but what I'm hoping people realize was just how much time they wasted doing things that really, um, could be done by other people or could be automated, could be delegated. Um, at the beginning of coronavirus, and I'd be happy to put the link here later, mm. um, I created a resource for people to manage their time. Because if you're schooling and you're working and you're momming, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to keep a house clean. Absolutely. I, this is what I hope coronavirus taught people teaches people is that if you try to do it all it can be very challenging yes and so you know I, I talk about this in the moms that I coach and when I speak that even when you feel like you can't delegate or you have no one to delegate to I argue that you can I think that you can delegate things to old older kids I think mm. you can like there there are um so many ways that we can help our children become self-sufficient, mm-hmm. self-reliant, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing chores, etc. Even um, being able to say to older children, I need to go take 30 minutes. You are in charge of safely playing with your younger child, like, like younger sibling. Like, um, I think for whatever reason, the North American culture, we've just gotten very used to providing everything almost or feeling like, feeling like if we're not the one particularly who is doing the thing, if we outsource it to someone else, somehow we've failed at motherhood when this simply is not the case. When you look at the, this is where I got fired up. When you look at the evolution of motherhood, like I'm talking, you know, turn of the century, like early 1900s, how people lived. I'll never forget this. I visited New York city uh, for when I was on the Today Show. It was such a beautiful, unique experience. Wow. And I told, I told my husband, I was like, we have to go to the Tenement Museum. So the Tenement Museum is a um, building where it was all these apartments um, mm. that were interconnected. And it was basically like a, um, like, a, like a museum. They had boarded it up and forgotten about it. And these archaeologists stumbled upon it in New York City and decided to make it open to the public. And they had um, a beautiful tour of a predominantly Jewish community uh, early in the 1900s. And when the guide was giving the tour, they were you could see it. 
the proximity of the apartments was close together. Mm-hmm. Um, the moms would all go downstairs, do all the washing together. They would cook meals together. Kids would run in between everyone's apartment. They would help with the chores. Like, we do not live like that in modern Western society. In yeah. modern Western society, sometimes it's literal. You get into an elevator. You don't talk to anybody in the elevator. You ride the elevator up to your concrete box. You deadbolt your door, and you don't talk to anybody. That's not how we were designed, I, no. in my humble opinion. We got it wrong somehow in North American culture. And I think that that is just one of the biggest challenges facing moms today. Like, thinking that we must do it all, and that is the sign of success, when I argue that it is a sign of success to ask for help, to be humble enough to say, here are areas where I'm awesome and here are areas where I suck, <laughs> you know, and, and, and finding the resources, the skills, either being able to improve in the areas where we might need to improve or delegating those things to other people. Ooh, I love how you got fired up there because I, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. One of the things that I always found interesting about following your journey and following your tips and tricks and whenever you had uh, discussions and lives and conferences is your your very calm yet clear plan for organization and productivity. Mm -hmm. So if you're a mom of eight, whether you work or not, you have to be organized. I mean, any mom in general, but when you have really multiple children – like even just this mask situation, knowing that each yeah. child has their masks, right? <laughs> and like, uh, I can't even imagine the lunches, the backpacks, yeah. clothes, the laundry. Yeah. It blows my mind. Right. So is there a specific sort of go-to organizational hack that you, right. Right. you, you base your like motherhood on? Yeah. And how does it feed into your work? So if you can delve into yeah. that, it would be great. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting, uh, that's a really interesting question. Our environment, okay, so I'm going to answer two things. One is a little bit like philosophical. The second one is very practical, I promise. It's so important to realize that we are holistic people. Like we are whole people. So like when I was in my mini Ben meltdown time, I was only focused on work like career was just the most predominant um thing in my life and I truthfully wasn't aware of that I, I kind of thought in my head I justified my working because I was making money for my family I was able to provide for my family so of course I'm there for my family because I'm providing them for them financially but of course it was at the detriment of my health it was at the detriment of my marriage it was at the detriment of my relationship with my kids you know um no friendships like all these different things, health, marriage, kids, friendships, hobbies, um, and our environment, like these are all things that have to work in harmony. So our environment, our homes need to make our lives easier. Okay. And if they don't, we need to find the skills in order 
to make them serve us rather than us being slaves to our homes. Okay, so what are some really practical applications of this? Yes. Um, and I don't want anybody to think, oh, well, you did interior design for 10 years, so of course, like, you have a nice home. No, 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 no. Anybody can have a nice home. And I think the biggest thing, number one, is that you have places for things. This might sound so simple to some no, people. I love But, this. like, for example, masks. I bought masks. I, I did not monitor how the masks got unpacked, like, after I bought them. My adorable three-year-old child took them all, and he put them in a fishing net. Like, he has this little, like, we live in Florida, so we fish all the time. He had this little fishing net. He put them all in there, and I'm like, where did all the masks go that I just bought? So that would be a funny example of, like, they didn't find their spot. So my spot for masks is a hook immediately at the door. I just leave all the masks there. I know that throughout the week they're going to have to get washed and whatever. So I bought enough masks for a whole week, and they just live on that hook. That's so smart. I mean, okay, so that's just one example. Um, Here's another pain point, for example, in packing lunches. I can't find the Tupperwares. So right before school started, I was like, we are overhauling the way this drawer functions because it's not functioning currently. My kids would unload the dishwasher and they would literally just put all kinds of things like into this one drawer. And I was like, okay, kids, this is now exclusively the Tupperware drawer. And now when I get ready in the morning for school, all I have to do is open the one drawer. Or if I get my kids to make lunch, they know to go to this one drawer. You are eliminating the stress or the overwhelm or the fatigue wherever possible for you to decrease that. And so much of that is simply in knowing that there's a spot for a certain thing um, and then committing to that behavior. So here's another really quick thing um, that Mark Zuckerberg and um, Steve Jobs made very popular. This whole concept of wearing the same thing every day yes eliminate the decision fatigue of like what am I going to wear today right imagine if every single day I had to run around my house looking for masks like I would be exhausted I would be frustrated I would be stressed when you know that things have a spot and you have with some assurance you know for example if you have small kids like me at home put the masks up high or put the, you know, like in a spot where they're not going to be able to like take them and put them in a fishing net and then scatter them all over your house. Um, (laughs) We can be strategic, but I really do believe that half the battle is assigning spots to places and then having the discipline to commit to putting those things back. And then the final thing I'll say on this piece is that how we treat our homes I, I'm going to get philosophical again, but I really care. I really care about this stuff. And I, I, I we, we hammer this home. It's a big message hammered home in uh, the coaching I do with women. The way we keep our home is a direct reflection of how we feel about our self-worth. I know. I know. And I, I if, if, if you heard that and you're feeling very challenged by that, I'm giving you a big hug right now. Like, don't don't feel like it's criticism or anything like that. And if I may be very here, I'll be very transparent. My bed is not made. Like, it, like it's it's not made. It okay. will be made. It will be made, but it's currently not made. So I'm not trying to say like you have to have an impeccable home at all times. Yeah. But when we allow our homes to not bring us joy and peace. 
there's a problem. Like the, 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 our homes, like should not on a continuous basis. Again, I just showed you my unmade bed. I'm not trying to say that your home has to be pristine every minute, but there is a direct connection between stress and overwhelm mm. and mess. There just mm. is. Mm. And I think as soon as we can make that realization that like I deserve a space that serves me, I think we can start to make some shifts around, okay, if it's too challenging me for me to do, can I bring in somebody to help me? So can somebody um, come in once a week and yeah. help me tidy up and help yeah. me um, what have you? Can I train my children with new skills? Mm. Like you make your bed every morning or we do not play Nintendo, for example. That's, that's, a, that's a script in my house. <laughs> that is the script in my house too. We do not play Nintendo until this living room area where they play is clean. They, 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 they just know it. Like it, it, that was the, 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 what do you call it? The drum beat, if you will, in my home all through coronavirus and all through the summer when they were playing Nintendo every single day. So mommy could get some work done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, first of all, why should we be the ones only? Like we don't have to be the only ones to clean our homes. Our children can contribute. They Mm -hmm. are makers of the mess so naturally it would make sense to also help get them to be involved in um the cleaning of the mess so yeah i i really believe that so wholeheartedly that how messy our homes are is a bit of a reflection of our self-worth and if you are challenged by that that can 100 percent be fixed like 100 percent with training Last thing I'm going to say on this topic. Go for it. We were not given, in modern culture, it is no wonder that so many moms feel like they are hot messes. And it's because of this. We're given no training to become mothers. Okay? Think about that, really. Just think about that for a minute. I'll never forget when I gave birth to John, my oldest. My oldest is 11. And I remember, you know, I read all the books. I'm very type A. So I like did all the things. I went to all the classes. I was in all the groups, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be like the best gold star mother. Like I'm going to win all the quote unquote awards. Like I'm just going to nail motherhood because I was so used to exceeding, excelling rather in everything else I did in life. I was a scholarship student. I was like, you know, student council president. Like I was used to excelling. Mm. I will never forget when the nurse left, I just, I remember just being like, come back. Like there is no school for motherhood. Think about it. You go and you take lessons to drive. You have to pass a test to drive. You need a license in the state of Florida to fish. You know what I mean? Like there are so many things that we do in life where you receive training. There is literally no training for motherhood, you know? Um, and so I think anybody who's feeling overwhelmed by their home, anybody who's feeling overwhelmed by life, anybody who's feeling like hot mess motherhood is inevitable and it's the only way you have to live, you do not. You do not. Mm. You just don't have the skills right now in order to be on the other side. But guess what? Skills can be learned. Oh, that is so, so, so powerful. Because right there is the realization that You don't have to live continuously with this level of stress and overwhelm. There is another way, right? 
like you say, skills can be learned. Such simple ideas you're, you're speaking about, but so profound because it's not something that's top of mind for most people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think we, a, lot of, a lot of women, a lot of moms especially, will push back. Oh, another thing I need to work on, another thing I need to learn, another. But in actual fact, that is the thing that you need to start with because it makes everything else so much lighter and easier to manage. So Lisa, you have to have days or moments, let's put it this way, where the overwhelm gets a bit much. Uh-huh. I'm saying personally, right? The yeah. stress, overwhelm. I would love to hear where in those moments, let's say your eight children, the baby's crying, that yeah. this, yeah. they're angry, they're, they're throwing the throw pillows all over, the, the house is a mess. You have to get on a live call with Liat for Mix Your Morning. And you're like, holy, I do not know. Like, I literally do yeah. not know. What does Lisa do in that moment or in general, in those moments of overwhelm? Where do you turn to pull yourself out of it and, and regain your strength? That is a great question. And I'll, I'll paint the very real the real uh, scenario. So last, last Monday, I've been overwhelmed since last Monday, but this is a really good story. Last Monday, we were on vacation. We went to a very COVID friendly VRBO. So we just like went into a house It had a pool. It had all the things. So we just kind of stayed there and it felt very safe. And I knew I had a call at eight o'clock. I was doing a live training for a program that I run. I was in vacation mode, so I was a little bit like, oh, yeah, like I should probably figure out where I'm going to put the computer, make sure there's good lighting. I didn't have all the things that I normally have at home, so I was a little bit like, oh, yeah, I should probably figure that out. Baby, the nursing, the baby who's sleeping over there, nursing, not having anything. She's like my son normally holds her when I do evening trainings. Like she's not happy with him. She wouldn't nurse, da 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 toddlers and we're in a rental okay so i'm also trying to keep a rental clean the toddlers had found oh freezies you know sticky freezies frozen freezies and they were cutting them open in the pantry and eating them so then they were alone in the pantry eating the freezies and all the sticky like you know like colored juice was everywhere they had taken the little plastic things and like you know they were everywhere so i'm like oh my gosh this rental is gonna like they're gonna charge us 700 in, in like you know damages like from freezies Older kids were like, I want to, they, they, they were all like arguing over, you know, I want to watch this show. I want to watch that. And it's like ticking. It was, I remember it was like 7.45 PM. The computer oh. still wasn't set up. The baby wasn't settled. And I was like, you have a choice. And I remember I was fuming in my head, in my head. I was yeah. like, ah, like ready to rage. And I'll be honest with you. I really struggle with yelling. I really, really struggle. It I is do. thing. I, 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 uh, I just, it is, it is the thing that I have created my own sticker chart for like a sticker chart for mommy, not yelling every day that I do not yell. I get a sticker. Um, because it's just, it's an area where I really like my house to be organized. I really like things to be, you know, and when that control is not there for me, I can react in not appropriate ways. So I have a sticker chart. I have a sticker chart to not yell. Anyway. So it's like 7.45 p.m. I'm like, Lisa, you have to show up and be happy and positive in 15 minutes. And I, this is what I do every time that things like this happen. And like I said, it's happened many times since last Monday. It's just that's kind of a funny visual of being in this rental with freezes and all the things. Oh, and then on top of everything, I didn't think about where I was going to film or or do my live. So in the background... (laughs) 
was a completely trash bedroom, like an unmade bed. And where we had our bedroom had all these sliding doors that were glass. So you could also see behind me children running like this in a circle. So it was just such a gong show and so comical. And here's what I ask myself, or here's what I tell myself every time I get very overwhelmed and stressed. I, I say these words, Lisa, you have a choice. We always, I know you know this, I don't need to tell you this, but for anybody else who's listening who needs to be reminded, we always have a choice about how we respond. It does not matter how frustrating, how, how, how messy, how painful, how annoying, how, like literally nothing. It does not matter the external circumstances. We always have a choice. Viktor Frankl, okay? He wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Of course, yeah. And it's his story of how he survived the concentration camps. And what he shared in that book is, I think, it should be essential reading for everyone. The mm-hmm. people who survived were the people who chose their reaction. I'm paraphrasing greatly. That's not exactly what he says, but that's the point. The people who had hope, the people who remained optimistic about the future, the people who... Um, and that's not to say they didn't recognize their reality. I'm not trying to say you don't recognize that this is awful and this is annoying or I'm frustrated. Yes. It's not about this sort of dismissive, like fake optimism almost or fake mm-hmm. positivity. It's none mm-hmm. of that. But mm-hmm. I believe that you can both recognize a situation as hard and choose to respond in a calm way anyway. Another question that I love to ask myself is, is this serving me? So in that moment in the rental um, with the children, with the freezies and the unmade bed and realizing, oh, my gosh, my computer is literally revealing, you know, (laughs) everything behind me. As I was raging, I was like, Lisa, is this serving you? Mm. And the answer almost always is no. Of course. Like, it's not serving me to be mad because all I'm doing right now is raising my own cortisol level. It's not serving me to yell because all that's doing is raising the cortisol of everyone else in my house. It's not really serving me to like enjoy being mad because you got to, you got, you know, in less than 15 minutes, there's a whole bunch of people who are tuning in to hear you be somewhat positive and optimistic um, because that's what you're supposed to provide. So you better find a way. And so those are the, those are the two questions that I often ask myself, like, Lisa, you have a choice right now. And then secondly, um, is this serving you? And then of course there's things that I do that are practical. So like I take a few deep breaths, like, you know, I, I find a way I have some essential oils that I really like that I like almost just help me get out of my head. So I might smell like peppermint. I might smell lavender. I almost always have a, um, like I'm surprised I don't have one within arm's reach, but I almost always have a some kind of a rollerball of um, an essential oil. And whether or not you believe in the efficacy of oils or anything like that, that's not the debate here. But I find that when I smell it, it's just like it stops the the racing or spinning wheel of um, stress. And so I just sort of like take a breath and stop. And then I think, you know, the unique way of life of eight kids I just learned real quick that if I didn't manage how I deal with stress I would just be stressed all the time and that's not fun and they would too I'm assuming right yeah 
Wow, that's pretty powerful. So did you make your call at 8 o'clock? We have to know. Did you make the training? Did you set yourself up and the children somehow managed? Everybody settled down. I held the baby for the – so typically I will hand the baby off um, to somebody else, but I was just like, it's all good. I'll just hold the baby. And I nursed her, like, during the call, and she eventually just calmed down and, and went to right. sleep. And, yeah, and, and here's the other thing. I'll be honest with you. I was pretty transparent with all of them. Like, I just was like – I wasn't transparent in the beginning. So like meaning in the beginning, I served them in the beginning. So I was very like, hi, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. You know, da, 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 da. But then later on in the training, um, because the training was on, I had a, a lot to do. A lot. Of, I do a lot of training on mindset. I was transparent. This is what happened literally 25 minutes ago. So about, you know, about 10 or so minutes into the training, I used myself as an example. Yeah. And I, I have those moments all the time. Every single day. There's, there is a, a freezy moment, quote unquote, every single day in my life. It doesn't matter what I do in terms of like childproofing cabinets. Like, you know, they find ways to get into the thing that they want. And every single day, multiple times a day, I have to manage my reactions. So, yeah. Oh, that is, you know, it is so refreshing we all know that all, all the moms out there are dealing with the same kind of stuff, but it is so refreshing to still hear it because we're all the same. We're all the same. Yeah. We all have those moments and we all need to be reminded of how to maybe deal with those moments because we get, I find that me, especially like I'll get into a routine of getting to that rage point, like when it gets there and then my reaction to it, and then that becomes my script. But yep. you can actually change that script. Oh, my gosh, you can change the script. And this is the thing about the brain, okay? This is science. This is neuroscience. We create patterns in our brain. It is why it is so hard to, you know, uh, quit smoking. Or it's so hard to start running when you haven't run for a long time. This is why it's so hard to stop the Instagram scroll at nighttime or it's so hard to um, not yeah. press, you know, the next watching on Netflix or whatever. Like, yeah. we create these patterns, sometimes not by, like, our fault, so to speak. Like, there sometimes these patterns are things that have been handed down to us from our mothers. Yeah. They're things that have been handed down to us from siblings or from friends. But I, I believe that we get to a moment in adulthood where we say, oh, my gosh, like, am I really living only to please my mom? Did I only make this choice to take this job or do this thing because I wanted to please my dad? Did I volunteer for this position at the school mainly because I want people to like me? I think we get to that. That happens. I think that's in everyone's life. They have this yeah. sort of time. And I know you're passionate about this as well. Like, like that is in my coaching work. That is what I'm trying to prevent like or or do faster like let's not wait 20 years when your kids are all gone and you're now having this like moment or let's not allow it to become to the point like I did in my 20s in my minivan adrenal gland failure literally seven days out of hospital like epidural band-aid still in my back bringing my baby to a job site like let's not let it get to that let's not need a cure, let's be preventative almost, you know? 
And, um, and you know, I, I, this, I have a new phrase, I guess, or something, that training I was talking about, that eight o'clock training, the one with the freezies, all the things. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. On that training came out a phrase that I have not really, um, I don't know, I'm sure I say a lot, but one of the people watching reflected it back. And this is what I hope the legacy of my work is, is that I can help moms, you know, if God, this would be my greatest thrill if, if God gave me this, like, ability and this legacy, is to give women the freedom to be perfectly themselves. Mm. Like, that is what we want. I, mm. I believe that we are all created with a very unique purpose, with a very unique path. I believe, you know, in my worldview, that has a lot of divine design, you know, like it comes intentionally, like from a creator uniquely in every single person, Wow! you know, in every single person. And for some women, it might be like what we're doing right now, very public, very out there. For some women, it might be at home, homeschooling, making meals, like, it, it, it's, it's not about, like, it's truly not about, you know, uh, grander or, like, I don't know, like, like changing, changing uh, you know, not, not everybody's called to be outside the home. I'm just going to be very frank here. We're all called to figure out what our purpose is. Yes. And I think too often we are letting the scripts and the um, narratives and the patterns in our brains that have been put there from our childhood for no fault of anybody who, you know, helped get them there. Yes. But we get to decide what new patterns we want to make. So powerful. I love your messages. I've always loved your vibe from that first day I walked into your house. Yeah. Right. When we had that event at your house. And by the way, go there, like right near your house for my kids tennis for their camp. Every time I go, I'm like, oh, Lisa used to live right here. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Because just just hearing it sometimes from a slightly different perspective helps to like helps me to take a breath. Like I'm just thinking of my house downstairs right now, and it's not a crazy mess, but there are areas that have been looking the same for months because I haven't like given myself the mental sort of permission and space to go do something about it. And right now I'm going to do something about it right now. Amazing. Yeah. And I think like, so I'm a coach in a program called the woman school. I I run small groups through that program. And one of the big scripts in the woman school that is really repeated is I'm a woman of solution. When we, so for example, I have uh, in my kitchen, if I look at my fridge to the right of my fridge is a stack of mail about this high that I just have not made a priority to get to. When you think about it, any mess in our home, any space of overwhelm, wherever it is, whether it be how you organize masks or how you stay on top of laundry, it's one piece at a time. Like, so for my mail, it's one piece of paper at a time. But I think when we look at the pile, we can of course get over overwhelmed or we can of course say oh I'll get to it tomorrow but the script that I love is I'm a woman of solution I'm a and woman that, of solution yes that solution I is like like and and again that that solution can begin with just that one thing like the one oh. piece of paper the one mask the one um and then it has a compound effect habits are compound too right yeah if you want to be a person who is healthy 
maybe don't think about like, I'm going to run a marathon in six months. Let's just think about every single day I'm going to put my running shoes on. That's it. Focus on that one habit and the rest is very much compound. Well, it, it makes me think of the, my husband and I joke, we say Big Mo has come to town. Like when momentum comes in, yes, big, yes, big yes. and it starts that momentum just putting on the shoes or drinking yes. the water yes. or starting with the one piece of paper in the mail pile. Like that momentum is, gives us a real sense of accomplishment, no matter how big or how small the task. And then to ride that, that flow is such a big thing. It's so, so, so powerful. You know, I'm doing a lot of work right now with a new coach that I'm working with. And as a coach myself, I do it for two reasons. One is to help me do the work I want to do for myself, level up, do the transformations. But the other is to learn and learn tactics and tools and things. So coming on like this, speaking to you, it's a constant like effort of growth on my part. And the fact that we can share this is such a blessing. And I thank you so very much for being with us today. And uh, I feel like we could talk forever. Like I want, more, I want more of those tips. I want the hook for the mask tip. I want, you know, the Tupperware drawer, the delegation, all these little nuggets. But now we have it here. It's a good start. And if anyone wants to check you out, tell us where they can find you, Lisa. Come on over and follow me on Instagram. And then, of course, my website, lisacanning.ca beautiful lisacanning.ca yeah i'm so grateful that you joined us today and we're all doing the same thing we're trying to have the same mission so that each person woman human being whatever it is can live the very very best version of themselves right right that's it (laughs) thank you thank you so much for having me today so nice to see you This episode was recorded on my Instagram live platform as part of my daily live show, also called Minx Your Morning. In case you want to watch this interview, head over to the show notes and enjoy it straight from my feed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review. Rate this episode and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.